The power in being true to yourself. Hi, my name is Trina Glines, and this is Elevate Your Marriage and Life podcast. This podcast is for those who want to create happiness daily, even among the chaos marriage and family life will bring. Get ready to elevate your marriage and life today. I am really excited about today's conversation today, ladies. This is Crystal, and Crystal works for a $60 billion bank, which is a big deal. And she has actually worked her way up in the company. And I had heard about her story as being a woman in the corporate world, and I wanted to share that story with all of you. So, Crystal, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks. It's great to be with you. Yeah, I know your schedule is packed. So for you making time for this, I I really do. I really am grateful. So um, first, can you share with us what your current title is with the bank? Yeah, I'm one of the executive directors of the bank. So I run one of the major divisions. Awesome. Wow. That, I'm sure a lot of pressure comes with that one. <laughs> so, okay. So how long have you worked for this bank? Um, 17 years, you know, I started as a teller and worked my way up and haven't had a reason to leave. It's a great place to be. Wow. 17 years. That's amazing. Well, and starting out at a teller, you've obviously been in a very impressive employee that has allowed you to continue to work your way up in management. So that is a, that is a really big deal. Well, I think that your story, um, will really help women kind of realize the power that's within them. So I'm excited to share that. Um, So let's just kind of start back at the beginning. Um, Would you start off just kind of by sharing how you felt you needed to be as a woman in the corporate world workforce as you started kind of moving your way up, what your thoughts were on how you needed to to be? Yeah, I think just um, having been at the bank for 17 years, there's been a lot of growth. I say I've sort of grown up at the bank. And uh, once you start to, once I started to develop in my career, you know, banking is very conservative and it's very male dominated, which, you know, I think is getting a lot better and has, and especially in our bank, there's a lot of diversity. So I'm very grateful for that, but just industry wide. And I think young in my career, I just looked at people around me and I really, sort of tried to fit in. And a lot of, a lot of that was in how I dressed And um, I, I guess it was just such a simple thing. You see a lot of guys in suits. And so my go-to was wear a suit, wear a black suit and, and just kind of blend in. I was just trying to blend in as not to be <clears throat> perceived as anything, but maybe qualified or being smart. And, and for my job, I didn't want to be perceived anything different. And, and I think looks at times can, unfortunately deter from that, or that's how I felt, especially as a younger person in my career. Yeah. Yeah. I think we see that a lot out there where we feel like we need to fit in and to fit in. And like you said, the bank, typically there's a lot of male in, in, um, that type of corporate world, obviously where you work, you see a lot of with both, but that pressure, like I want to fit in, I want to fit in. Um, and so do you feel like the way that you may be dressed more suit wise, more standard of how a man would be at work, did it, did it affect any way that you re you acted towards others in the workforce? 
Well, I think generally, and I think part of this too is putting up a facade, right? You sort of put up your walls and, and I think it's for many years in, in business, it's always been sort of work is work and home is home. And that's really just not reality. And, you know, I tell everybody that, you know, if, if you, if you tell somebody they can check their emotions at the door, that's just not right. That, that means you're a robot. And I was being a robot, right? I was sort of taught, put on your suit, put on your facade, come to work, get the job done. And, and I never really had a chance to make connections. So in that, in that sense, I, I think it was, it was sort of this, it was this, you know, this cloak you put over and you become a different person when you go to work. And so, so I really wasn't being myself. I wasn't being my authentic, authentic self who people at home would see me one way and people at work would see me a completely different way. So in that, in that sense, I do, I do think it, it didn't allow people to get to know me for who I am. Oh man. I think that's so powerful that you were able to recognize that. Was there, was there a certain moment that it kind of hit you that, why am I doing this? Why am I being not who I really am? Was there like a particular moment or did it just kind of happen over time? Well, I think the, the, there was a defining moment when my mentor just kind of told me, you know, you've got to let people see the crystal I know you've got to, you've got to be real. And because I, I was always very successful at coming to work and getting the job done, but I wasn't very successful at connecting with people. And that's because I was, you know, putting up that cloak and not letting people in. And, and cause I thought if I did that, I'd be vulnerable. Right. And then that would change my career directory. And I, I was fearful of that. And so once I decided to listen to my mentor and just start being myself, it, it really helped where I just started taking time to, to be with people, to get to know people, to let them see sort of the vulnerable sides of me that I wasn't always perfect, that I didn't always have the answer. Right. Yeah. And, and that was really a game changer. And then I think, you know, as far as be, maybe being a little bit more feminine at work, it was after I had my son, I just thought after like I had never worn like dresses or skirts work. I think it sounds so silly to say this, but I didn't for a reason. And I just thought that would draw attention, you know, and, and, and so after I had my son, I just thought I'm just going to be, you know, there's plenty of women at the bank that look so cute and fashionable. And I, I want to be that too. You know, I want to be myself. And so I don't know what it was after, I guess, having a kid and being home for a few months, you get a little bit better perspective. Oh, I love that. That's I, you said so many valuable teaching moments just in that little, um, uh, how you explained kind of your process. First, I want to point out, I think it's so awesome that you have a mentor. I think that is so cool. And has this mentor been in your life for very long? Has she kind of been, or he been a coach just to kind of help you process through life? Or how did you go about finding for. It is a he and we work together. Yeah. And we worked together for, uh, I don't know, 15 years, maybe 14 to 15 years. Oh, that is so cool. I think that's so empowering for people to recognize they don't have to go through this life alone and trying to figure it all out. It's so nice to have somebody else's outward um, look on life because we're so emotionally involved in whatever we're doing that. I, I just, I, I really applaud you for having that. And I recommend a lot of people resort to mentors and coaches to kind of figure out how to go through this messy. And then I loved how you talked about how in order for you to really get connection with others in the workforce, 
you had to let yourself be vulnerable. And I don't know if you know Brene Brown. I'm, I'm assuming you know who Brene Brown is. Um, she, her books on vulnerability and everything that she teaches, that is such truth to me that the only way we can create connection is to be vulnerable and be ourselves. And you have felt that firsthand, it sounds like, in the workforce. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think that what I've learned over time and what I tried to pass on to the people that I mentor or work with is that business is personal, life is personal. And if it wasn't, then what? it's not worthwhile. And part of that's being vulnerable. I mean, I, that, I kind of mentioned, you know, check the emotions at the door. That's such an old school way of thinking. I think you bring your emotions and you channel them appropriately in a professional manner. And if you do something that you celebrate, you celebrate it because it was personal. If you... Mm-hmm. If you do something that you failed and it and you and it hurts and and you feel sad because you failed, well, you, that's because it was personal, right? And so, I think being vulnerable is being, you know, letting that personal side come out and and just in a workplace setting, channeling it in a professional manner. Yeah. What did you? How do you feel like others reacted to this change after you had your son, which is such a it's such a life-changing moment in our lives, right? As moms. So after you had your, your, and became a mom, um, how did you feel like others reacted to the changes? Well, I think the comments that I get, it's funny because I have some really close colleagues and we worked together a long time and they just said, I don't know what it is, but you just seem more comfortable. You just seem more relaxed. You just seem maybe even a little bit more patient and just confident that but in a very positive way. And so I don't know pinpoint one thing, but people feel it. So it's Mm -hmm. sort of felt, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like your demeanor, the demeanor that I give off is more comfortable for everybody. So that in me, to me, that means that it it all starts from your intrinsic motivation and values and what you portray out there. Right. And so the feeling that I'm giving off that vibe is just more positive. That's so great. And I I'm assuming that you haven't felt any negative effects with this, with this change or have you, have there been any negative um, consequences to you connecting more to the feminine side of you in the workforce? No. And and I think, no, not at all. And I think it's, it's, to me, it's less about being masculine or feminine and it's more about being true to yourself Mm -hmm. and embracing those traits, whatever they are, if it's a feminine, if it's not, you know, whatever it is that you're feeling, because we, we all have feminine and masculine traits. And I just think we need to embrace those and balance them and not be fearful of, of, of any of them. And just really embracing who you are at the core, because if you can do that and be really good at it, I think that, you know, you'll just be more successful and happy in life. Yes. I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out because that is definitely true that we all have both masculine and feminine in us. And just to allow yourself to be those true traits that you feel that you are. So I'm glad you pointed that out. That's so important. So from this experience, 17 years at the bank, um, starting out as a teller and moving your way up to an executive spot, which is pretty, you know, pretty incredible. What have you learned from your experience? What advice would you give to other women out there in the workforce that up and want to, you know, they have high goals for themselves and wonder how they can accomplish this themselves. Yeah, I, I would say embrace who you are and don't be afraid of that. And 
And, and that means you don't have to be a guy. And so for a lot of women, I think in corporate America, they think we have to learn how to be a certain way. And I don't believe that. I think there are certain things in a professional environment that we all need to learn and sort of abide by or respect. But that doesn't mean acting like a man. And that's the thing that I learned, you know, over time is I can be a woman, I can have an opinion. And in fact, having your opinion in a way that sometimes a woman maybe have it differently or speak it differently, portray it differently. A lot of times women are more collaborative and that's not a blanket statement. That's just generally what we see um, as far as consensus making or trying to get consensus or and then being decisive in a decision, not, not driving consensus all the time, but getting feedback and collaborative to um, make decisions just embrace it and don't feel like you have to be the guy. You can be a woman, you can have a voice, you can make decisions, you can lead a team, you can be very influential and just being true to who you are will make you the most successful. Mm, yeah, I that's so empowering. I think for women to learn and understand. And I mean, I imagine there's probably a lot of meetings that you're in um, on the executive side that you are the minority. There's probably a lot more men than there is women. Is is that a is that a fair statement to say? Yes. Okay. So in those meetings, um, do you what do you find that being true to yourself brings to these meetings? What what attributes or um, what what do you add? You I mean you kind of touched on it before, but what do you add with all this room full of men? you choosing now to be true to yourself and you, you come to these meetings, what, what do you feel like you add to them, to these meetings? I think people need to have a voice. And a lot of times women, and it's studied, and there's been lots of studies on this is that, you know, it's harder for women to speak up in a, in a room if there aren't other women in it, in there, or if they are the minority. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've seen it over and over. And so women will tend to not say anything in the meeting and then say something afterwards and I would just encourage everybody to speak up and and have a loud voice and don't be afraid of your opinion because everybody else in that room, typically the guys, they don't care. They speak their opinion and they don't they don't take offense when somebody doesn't agree with it or somebody challenges it. I mean, I think you need to be willing to stand up, speak, speak your voice in front of the group, because if you don't, then you never really truly get a voice with everybody. You're sort of behind the scenes and you still may be effective behind the scenes, but I don't really think the respect comes unless you're willing to speak up in front of the group. Yeah. About anything. I mean, it could be anything, the smallest to the biggest things. That's so true. It's true. And we all, I think we all come, like you said, there's individual traits that we all have. And you might have, I believe, part of um, a woman, a woman's femininity. We have intuition. We have this thing with intuition around us. And I imagine you yeah. use that intuition quite a bit in the workforce <laughs> that sometimes yeah. men don't have such a strong connection to. They're very logical and they just kind of go about it. But women have a really strong connection with those feelings and intuition. Do you feel like that's been a truth for you and you've been able to share that in you know these meetings and those types of things where you're allowing your voice to be heard? I think that maybe is less from a meeting standpoint, I think from connecting with people. Um, I think if you can learn how to connect with others and it's not to be a people pleaser or to be a chameleon, but if you can learn to adapt your style to theirs. So, and and this is especially true with leading a team of people is if I can learn how to connect with uh, my 120 employees, the way they want to be connected to, Mm -hmm. 
that makes me more effective and it helps them. And I think that's what our intuition allows us to do. It allows us to feel people, sense their vibe and adjust our demeanor to theirs. Um, and that, I think if a person can do that, you can pretty much, if you do that, I think you can be successful in just about anything. I, I, I truly believe that because you can learn anything. It's hard to learn to adapt to others. And, and I think especially <clears throat> with men, they, I don't think they do that as easily. And that's your point about the intuition. We, we can read people better. And you should use that. You should use that to your advantage and not to be selfish, but I think that helps everybody out. Oh, we'll get for sure. For sure. I mean, that's, what's cool is I've studied the difference between um, males and females and we each have our strengths. We each have these incredible traits about us that when we come together, we really balance each other out, but they're often different and that's okay. And that's what I love to share with people. It's okay to be different and have different traits. We don't have to be a version of the other, which I think is really empowering. So I thank you, Crystal. Thank you for your, for these thoughts and for sharing with women that you can be true to yourself, true to who you are, and you're going to find um, success in connection and being vulnerability and reaching other people and reaching goals that you've had. And I think you've been a great example of that, that we can, as women do whatever we wish we want to do, we can, we can achieve it. But I think it's so important, like you said, and kind of the lesson you learned to do it authentically with the person that you really are. So I felt your story was really empowering when I heard it, because I mean, you're an executive at a $60 billion bank. That's not a small job. (laughs) So you've done well, Crystal, obviously. Oh, thanks. So thank you so much for sharing these thoughts with us. And is there anything else that you would like to share with any ladies out there with these kind of aspirations? Yeah, don't apologize for what you're doing. Just own it and do it and love it and 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 be yourself and, and just enjoy the ride. Just don't apologize. We apologize too many times for too many things. <laughs> and I think we've all probably heard that in our life, but I, I would just challenge you. To, to not say sorry for things because you shouldn't, you're, you're not sorry. You shouldn't be yes. just own it. Yes. Yes. I love that. Well, thank you, Crystal. Thank you again for taking time away from your busy work day to hook up with me. I really appreciate it. And I wish you the very best. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right. You too. Thanks, Crystal. I want to thank Crystal for joining me today. I felt like it was a really powerful lesson for each of us to learn that when we are true to ourselves and our authentic selves and allow ourselves to be seen for who we really are, which does include that V word vulnerability, that that is how we will create connection. That is how we will create a healthy environment to be able to work and produce and be successful in whatever avenue it is in our life. So I would encourage each of us as women to embrace who we are as women. Our strengths are amazing and the world needs us. And uh, once again, I, I have to say that the world is doing an incredible job at emasculating men and masculating women. So we need to fight back and learn to embrace that there are two different genders in the, in the world for a reason. 
We each have our weaknesses. We each have our strengths. There isn't a wrong or right way to be masculine or feminine, but we do have our individual traits that we should honor and respect. And so thank you, Crystal, for sharing your story of how you you felt the difference between how you thought you needed to be to where how you are now in the workforce and your ability to be able to connect with people at a more genuine level. And I really honor that. And I appreciate Crystal sharing with us. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. But most of all, thank you for wanting to elevate your marriage and life. Have a great week.